the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. It is Friday morning, TGIF. Thank God it's Frank. You know what that means. First hour, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything. So you could go ahead and start queuing up right now. 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Whatever you have questions about, anything that you are genuinely curious about, now's the time to ask. And whomever comes up with the best and most creative question this hour, as determined by our staff, will get a prize of some sort. So start thinking and start dialing. This was a story that uh, caught my eye. A coffee shop, a coffee business in the state of New Jersey is being penalized $2,000 for not accepting cash. New Jersey specialty coffee shop chain Hidden Grounds Coffee has agreed to pay a $2,000 penalty following two state law violation notices for not accepting cash cash. In the announcement yesterday, State Attorney General Matthew Platkin identified the coffee business alongside three other New Jersey businesses that have received notices of violations of the state's Consumer Fraud Act, which requires merchants to accept cash payments and also to disclose any credit card surcharges or fees prior to customers placing orders. This is a disturbing trend. I've discussed this with Ralph Nader, and it appears to be getting worse. In spite of what the law says, more and more businesses around the country, including in our region, are not accepting cash. Business owners, I know that sometimes this could be an inconvenience. Cash is legal currency. And I hope that uh, regulatory authorities continue to crack down on these businesses that are refusing to accept cash. Cash should not go the way of the dodo bird. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. There are certain issues in which I realize that I'm in the minority and the most of, and the majority of the audience doesn't necessarily agree with me. And one of those used to be the horse-drawn carriages here in Manhattan. But I'll tell you, an interesting thing has happened over the last few years. The more incidents of horses being injured, of colliding with traffic, of being beaten on the street and all sorts of other things breaking down due to dehydration. I think that whereas eight or nine years ago, I might have been in the minority. I actually think that the majority of New Yorkers might be with me on this. I think a lot of New Yorkers are ready to see an end to these horses pulling carriages in Central Park and elsewhere. And the New York Post had an interesting article last weekend. A wealthy donor says he has the solution to replacing the controversial horse-drawn carriages in Central Park, but his contraption is itself proving a little controversial. Josh Fox says he will give an electric carriage prototype to the city of New York in an effort to kickstart the elimination of horse-drawn vehicles, and he's willing to spend millions to finance a whole fleet. Now, maybe this falls into the category of it's too good to be true, so it probably is. But if this guy is willing to spend millions to pay for a whole new fleet of electric carriage vehicles, the prototype, as pictured in the New York Post, 
looks pretty cool. I just linked to it on my Facebook page. You could take a look, facebook.com slash MoranoFan. Let's give it a try. Let's face it. It's only a matter of when, not if, these horses are no longer doing their thing. I think this is a pretty interesting alternative. Take a look at the picture. Take a look at the story. Let me know what you think. Facebook.com slash MoranoFan. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Here's an update on a story that we've been covering for a while now, and I know is of great interest to all of our listeners who are New York City workers or municipal retirees. Evidently, Mayor Adams, in spite of what the city council says, is plowing ahead with a plan to privatize health benefits for 250,000 New York City municipal retirees. He is showing no signs of stopping or slowing down on this already delayed plan to switch 250,000 retired workers from traditional Medicare to private Medicare Advantage, with or without the cooperation of the city council or the support of retirees themselves. If you haven't been following this, the city has proposed allowing retirees to keep their current benefits for a large fee, $191 per month. But the way things are going, that may not end up being an option. This proposed switch was supposed to take effect a year ago, but it has faced, understandably, stiff opposition. Meanwhile, some of those critics are urging the city to establish a panel of stakeholders to come up with alternative ways to achieve achieve the $600 million in savings that this Medicare Advantage switch is supposed to deliver. If you're not familiar with this, Medicare Advantage plans shift seniors' benefits to health plans administered by private health insurance companies, and they've become increasingly popular in recent years. But they've also faced a whole bunch of criticism for having smaller networks of health care providers than traditional Medicare and for improperly denying patients' medical claims. The municipal retirees don't pay a monthly premium for their current health plan, known as senior care. My take is this. It is wrong to take away health benefits from existing retirees. People took jobs as teachers, cops, sanitation workers, firefighters, etc., with an expectation that they would enjoy certain health benefits. You can't say to them, after they've retired, well, you shouldn't have trusted us. Come on, the city needs to live up to its commitment. And I hope everybody holds the mayor accountable on this. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go until you could start your weekend, and so can I. Hopefully I'll see some of you in Red Bank, New Jersey tonight, or in Englewood, New Jersey tonight, alongside William Shatner. This is a story that I would not have seen but for a listener who sent this to me. This is a great listener who listens to us on his way to work at another media outlet, actually, each and every day. And apparently the NYPD is poised to silence police scanners and won't commit to journalist access. For almost 100 years, police scanners have allowed journalists to chase down news in real time, to witness and record it personally, instead of relying on information disclosed later, if at all, by public officials. Scanners run 
24 hours, seven days a week in the background in every city newsroom. A scanner allowed New York Daily News photographers to beat the NYPD to bystander video of police killing Eric Garner in 2014 and preserve public access to it. Scanners also saved lives during the Highland Park Parade mass shooting and the Virginia Beach Municipal Center mass shooting. They kept locked down Bostonians informed during the hunt for the marathon bombers 10 years ago. And they revealed that the police response in Uvalde, Texas, to that mass shooting was not what authorities claimed. Now, the NYPD is months away from making scanners obsolete by modernizing their radio system with digital encryption technology. And it's refusing to guarantee journalists will have access to these secret audio transmissions. This is a story reported on a website called The Freelance News. Encrypted transmissions are not susceptible to capture by scanners. While some specialized police units have had digitally encrypted radios for some time, the vast majority are not encrypted and thus remain susceptible to scanner capture for now. Unless a change is made, this will result in journalists and by extension the public being locked out of an ability to tell the story in real time. And it's not right. The NYPD needs to come up with a solution to allow journalists to access these transmissions in their new form. Beam me up! To be continued.